Welcome to the This Game Web podcast. Gotta go fast. Uh, this is Chris, and over there is... Me, Ashley. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all right. How are you? You all right? You good? Yes, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I liked how you said, got to go fast, and then had gone too fast and went, uh, to catch up. Did I? Right. That was. I uh, liked it. It was, was like you'd stalled. It's because I was trying really hard to actually say it in the style of the character, gotta go fast and not say, got to go fast, enunciate every yeah. letter, which I, which I probably still got did. Got to go fast. I think you kind of nailed it, but I would say that you can't really say it in the style of the character because the style of the character has never been clearly defined. Also, apparently, the character never really said this phrase either. No, I didn't know that, but I can imagine that that was some kind of marketing shtick that that kind of never made it into the mouth of Sonic. Well, it's also ended up being part of a, a meme linked to the character too, which is where, where it's more more widely known. So maybe we would tap into what, the on meme the market. Side? No, no, just on got the... Gotta go fast. There's there's a picture of the character where it's, it's drawn really badly and it says gotta go fast in an ironic sense. Oh, oh okay. I've played quite a lot of Sonic today. Oh, well, that's that's fortunate. What? How, how was how was that? Do you really want me to answer that? Was it good? Again, do you really want me to answer that? Wait, which one did you play? So I went on a bit of a quest to try and even things up a little bit and and be a bit fairer to the whole endeavour because I think that we're dealing with some very tipped scales. I think more tipped than either of us realised they were going to be in terms of the interplay between Sonic and Mario. So this artificiality of this month that we've created for ourselves, you tried to to, to nail it. I'm to, trying to rebalance it, yeah, mm. a little bit. Or I was. And so I went on a little quest today to play through a slew, as many of the Sonic games, just give them a light touch before we talked, see if I could find the good ones. And how was that? Well, I didn't find the good ones. Did you find a good one? I found... Well, it's interesting. I think I did. It's one that I've actually played that I don't think you've played. And it's Sonic Advance. First one. On the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first one. I've played Sonic Advance and Sonic Advance 2. And I do remember enjoying them. At the same time, again, the caveat is... I, I'd say it's a caveat. The caveat would be that they're on the Game Boy Advance. So the Game Boy Advance was a handheld Super Nintendo for intents and purposes, that its capabilities were that. But at the same time, because of the advances in people's abilities and the technology that they were dealing with from sort of the beginning of the 90s up until the noughties, the Game Boy Advance, they were able to squeeze a lot more out of the Game Boy Advance than they did with the Super Nintendo. And I think the, the Sonic Advance game, or series, I guess, at least one and two, they stood out in my memory as being pretty adept pieces of of software for the game boy advance i think that they showed off the console to its best i sense you're building up to there being a however no i don't think i am okay I, apologies if it sounded like i was i've replayed them or i didn't replay the whole thing i had a i had a little dabble on sonic advance the first one today along with sonic colors uh sonic and the secret rings Sonic Unleashed. Can't even remember all of the Sonics I've played today, but a, a good slew, a good a good cross section of the Sonics. You've gone big and gone home. I have, yeah. Or I stayed at home and went big, and then I played some Sonics. Wee. Sonic Advance is by far the standout out of the ones that I had a had a go on, and it feels like it was loved 
It feels like a lot of care went into it. And the presentation of the game is fantastic. We, we've talked in previous episodes on Sonic about the, the attention to detail in the animation. And that really, really comes out in Sonic Advance in a way that I think you'd really appreciate. It's got a very cartoony style that I think you'd like. I've never played it, so maybe we could uh, play it Have in a future dabble. episode. Yeah, well, especially as you <clears> now... Perhaps. You're, you're across it now. Maybe. We'll see. Well, we're not doing Sonic Advance today. We're doing uh, a different Sonic game that's not Sonic Advance. Yeah, at the moment, I'm on standby to walk out on this episode because I, I think it might be Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> 2 on the Game Gear. And if it is, <clears throat> we're going to have to have words off mic. This week, it's this game where you play through six zones and a bonus seventh one that I never got to. It fits in your pocket if you have big enough pockets, and it's starring a blue blur. Just pause there. That was the exact same spiel, uh, fat fans, as I used for episode 47, which was Sonic 1 on the Game Gear. I just changed the number of zones slightly. A bit of trivia for you there. What do you think it is, Ashley? I think you're a really awful man. That's what I think. Because I think it's, it is Sonic 2. I think, I think I know you too well. It's Sonic 2 on the Game Gear. You're correct. Yeah. So I guessed that you were going to do this you did. two weeks ago. Yeah, because I, I like... And I you, gave you, you... You know that I like the pattern of it. Sonic 2 on the Mega Drive. I've got to do Sonic 2 on the Game Gear to keep things even. It's not It's not that you've got to. It's that you have a weird little thing in your head that tells you to do sordid, disgusting things. And this is one of them. Let's play the same game twice. You did it You did it a, a couple not, of months ago not. with bloody Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, is well, this just was... a way that you don't have to do the work? Is, it, is that what it is? Like, you can just say the same things again? No, this is a completely separate game. It has nothing in common with Sonic 2 on the Mega Drive. Well, completely separate it's called team. Sonic 2. Completely different team. They didn't interact with the team that made Sonic 2 at all. Um, the only thing they had in common is the fact that they've both got Sonic and Tails in, and Robotnik, I guess. I'm not impressed. <laughs> why? You know why. You know why. You had... Because this is a stinker. You had a month. You had an entire month. You had two episodes where you could really press home why Sonic is worth people's time. And instead of doing that, you've decided to look at the same game twice. No, I've gone chronological. Next year, I'll be doing Sonic 3 and Knuckles, I'd imagine. Marking your calendars. What a terrible way. What a terrible approach. I'm I'm so disappointed in you, Chris. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Oh, don't, don't, don't pull that card. Come on. Be nice. I am. I'm so disappointed with you. I thought you'd put the effort in this month. Sonic 2 was released in November 1992 worldwide on the Game Gear and Master System to tie into the Mega Drive. Although, caveat number one, it on the Master System did not release outside PAL until December 2008 on the Virtual Console for the Wii. Sorry, I didn't listen. What did you say? Oh, come on. That was interesting. I wish I'd heard it. I was was genuinely distracted. Sorry. (laughs) Do you want to repeat that? (laughs) Yeah. I'll cut it out so it's just... You're doing it for my benefit, but... So I'll do it again properly. I'm eating grapes. I'm enjoying the grapes. Uh, You know, I've got to have something to get me through the evening. Sonic 2 was released in November 1992 worldwide on the Game Gear and Master System to tie into the Mega Drive release. Slight caveat there, it did not release on the Master System at that point outside PAL territories. The Master System version wasn't released outside PAL until December 2008 on the Virtual Console. Cool. What am I going to do for the art for this game? Just do your Master System. Well, no, because it's Game Gear. I don't know. Something. It's going to say Sonic 2 twice in the say in this month. It's going to say Sonic 2 twice on the art. There is actually something interesting to talk about with the art. We'll, we'll put that up a, a little bit later on. Do you want to know when I got this game? When you got it? Yeah. 
because I were a bad boy, I guess, like a punishment. I, I got this game. Santa was giving these out for Christmas uh, instead of coal. I heard. <laughs> you look. You looked really mad when I interrupted you there. You were like, "Fucking hell!" Let Again, the, let me get words in. <laughs> I got the Game Gear for my ninth birthday in July. Sorry, what? What? Well, I, I've just got one more thing to say. Oh, right, no, I on. haven't. No, I haven't. Right. And I got some money for my birthday, and I remember my uncle taking me to Curry's to go and have a, a shopping trip and buy some of my birthday money, and I chose Sonic 2. The reason I chose Sonic 2 was because at this point I was deep, deep, deep into my Sonic obsession. The only game I actually got, I think, with the Game Gear itself for my birthday was a 4-in-1 compilation, so I only had a 4-in-1 compilation and Sonic 2. I think because of my obsession with sonic at this point and the fact as which we discussed actually last week the fact there wasn't much choice in what i played meant i ended up playing this a lot and i'm not sure looking back thinking about my feelings about the game i'm not sure i actually enjoyed playing it i think it was just because it was sonic and it was there so i'm going into this as well thinking that uh and some of the, the things i've run online today about this as well it's regarded as being very very difficult so not only are we playing sonic 2 two times back to back but we're playing a sonic 2 that you don't like that's widely regarded to be too hard and a bit shit it sounds like and that's how you're fronting up the episode that's not even like the second half of the episode where we realize things honesty is uh the best policy yeah i think doing a different sonic game would have been the best policy but with honesty being second my point is i'm going to this thinking i remember it being a little bit poopy and I'm hoping I'm going to play it, and it won't be poopy. Yeah, I think that it will be poopy. The last time you did this, Metal Gear Solid, it was Metal Gear Solid, then it was Metroid, then it was Minesweeper, then it was Splatterhouse, and then it was Metal Gear Solid again. So we managed to do... I mean, you left it a month between Metal Gear Solids, and and now we're looking at a two-week turnaround on Sonic games. I needed the closure. I needed to complete the Sonic 2 loop. Oh... The first game, Sonic 1, was developed by a team called Ancient. This was developed by a group called Aspect, which was founded in 1991 and faulted in October 2018. Aspect did lots of handheld titles, including Tales of Adventure, which we covered way back in episode 5, I think. And they also did all subsequent Sonic 2 Game Gear platformers, like Sonic Chaos, Sonic Triple Trouble, a few other ones as well. They also worked on the re-release of Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh. The re-release of Metal Gear Solid 3? Yeah, oh, was it Subsistence? When when they re-released it, added extra King right. Kingdom. Yeah. As I said, Aspect did not interact with Sega Technical Institute, aka STI, during the development of this game, therefore, it has nothing in common at all apart from Tails. There must have been something to do with you know the fact that the Tails was a character, so he was used for this game. However, the the plot of it is that Tails is kidnapped right at the start by Robotnik, and the aim of the game is to rescue him. Therefore, he is in it at the start and the end, and that is it. Right. Okay. They made a game called Coca Cola Kid for the right. Game Gear as well. Did you play that? Nah. Have you? Hmm. No, I was just having a look at their the games that they've made the list of games that aspect have worked on and that is the one that jumped out they they made sonic blast for the game gear did you just say that i think i looked at sonic blast earlier it was because it was one i hadn't actually heard of before oh right okay i assume that it's a i think i think sonic blast came out in conjunction with sonic 3d because sonic 3d's full name was 
I think, Sonic 3D Blast or something Maybe. like that. But I don't know for definite. The point that Ashley keeps laboring then, uh, justifiably, is that this is the same gameplay as usual, same, same as it was in Sonic 1, at least on the Game Gear. The Chaos Emeralds are out in the open, so there's no bonus stages. You've got to find them. In each zone, they're always in the second act. So you've got to then, once you're on the second act, if you want to find the Chaos Emeralds, you've got to navigate your way around the reputedly labyrinthine levels to try and find the Chaos Emeralds. You've got your rings. You've got to get your speed up etc this game has got loop the loops which weren't in the first sonic game on the mega drive which uh, on the game gear sorry which might be exciting uh, there is no spin dash which was added in for sonic 2 on the mega drive so therefore a little bit more difficult to play again one of the things that was added in to this one compared to sonic 1 on the game gear it was that in sonic 1 on the game gear when you were hit no matter how many rings you had only one ring came pinging out so you then had to try and get that one ring back to keep your health up in this one the rings scatter out in a way like they do on the mega drive so you've got much more uh, chance to try and get your rings back and health back so to go back to sonic advance to try and to try and um rest the balance no to no. just try and distract myself from the forthcoming misery of playing sonic 2 on the game gear i'm going to talk a little bit more about sonic advance <laughs> a uh, game a game that we're not playing today again i haven't played no. but you've played a little bit I, I might get you to play it because i think it might be all right in ter- in, re- in relative Sonic terms. One of the things that I liked, you said about this game being a labyrinthine experience, and one of the things that I kind of liked and disliked at the same time, for different reasons, in Sonic Advance was that the levels felt fast. One of the reasons they felt fast is because they didn't, they didn't have too many. They still did have high and low paths, but they didn't have too many branching paths that could take you all over the place and it gave you the space to build up some speed and then it gave you the space to maintain that speed as well right on top of that instead of having instead of having rings out of your path it had rings in your path so you were collecting rings on a on a fairly reliable regular basis and it also had rings you know how sometimes um these games uh, games of the 90s would have those pitfalls that just appear in front of you and maybe you're going too fast in a sonic game and you end up going into the spikes or you end up going into the spring that bounces you backwards or into the just the pit or something like that well this one had this one redefined that and i wish i wish that sonic games had thought to do this earlier because it had instead of having those pitfalls it did have some to be fair but instead of having a plethora of those pitfalls instead it had rings that were just outside of your natural path so you had to have quick reflexes in order to collect the rings so you might have to jump in order to hit an arc of rings almost like a endless endless runner type game it was a platform game it was it was sonic as you know it but instead of as i say instead of having those pitfalls that you that you get tripped up by you have these opportunities that are laid in your path that if you just have the reflexes to respond quickly enough you will be rewarded for rather than punished it was a very small change that i appreciated it also as i say it, it wasn't labyrinthine it was fairly sort of a to b ish with some diversions to take that were again in your path if you had the reflexes to jump at the right time you'd end up on the better path the higher path or whatever and i thought that was a nice innovation i suppose in in sonic terms that we're not going to experience here no but we are going to experience hang gliders yeah that's what everyone thinks of 
when they think of Sonic 2. They've got minecarts as well. Yeah. It's the first Sonic game to feature Sonic riding in transport, fact fans. Minecarts, hang yeah. gliders in the water zone. You've got bubbles that are large enough for Sonic to go into that then floats him upwards. It's got Good. massive turds that he rides across the surface of the water. Good times. No, no, he hasn't. To remind you, this is the Sonic game that my cousin and I played behind the sofa at my nana's because that's the only place that we could plug it in. Yes, we've spoken about that uh, relatively recently, haven't we? Recently, yeah. I remember, I have a very distant memory of uh, sitting, as I said, I played this a lot, on a Saturday afternoon with it plugged in. And during my Saturday afternoon, ITV used to show random American programs from like the 1980s. And I remember Baywatch being on. And right, so you had a horn. <laughs> I was like nine. No, I just remember yeah. playing, playing while Baywatch was on. Right. It was, it was something for the dads, wasn't it, Baywatch, on a, on a Saturday afternoon, after the football. Night Rider and Baywatch, probably. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. I remember the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Hasselhoff Double Bill. The Incredible Hulk TV show from the 70s, that was on, on ITV, that, that sort of slot as well. Yeah. I do yeah, remember that... that, actually. Was it all ITV? Yeah, I think so. Incredible Hulk probably wasn't something for the dads, but uh, Baywatch definitely was. Oh, it was though, wasn't it? Because they liked it was all like Conan the Barbarian type macho, macho, yeah, big muscles, ripping out shirts, muscles for the men and the women. I don't, I don't know how to follow that, so I'm just going to move swiftly on. Every act okay. is again two acts, then a boss with no rings. So the bosses are all one hit and you're dead, which uh, I remember being very, very frustrated with. This is the first game that has a mechanized version of sonic in there is a mechanized version of sonic in sonic 2 on the mega drive but this game because it came out slightly earlier as in a matter of weeks earlier than sonic 2 on the mega drive has that title the robot version of sonic was called silver sonic in this game because he's called metal sonic in future games exactly yeah i also remember the bosses being themed around animals there's there's one that's a, a robotic pig and then there's one i can't remember which zone it's in there's a seal and it he, Sonic has to curl up into a ball and it it tosses him in the air like a like in a circus. I remember being quite Amazing. Fun. Yeah. Do you want to know <laughs> a fun fact about the zones? I don't think you should ask leading questions like that because you might get an answer you don't want to know. All right. I'm going to tell you a fun fact about the zones then. The zones are called Underground Zone, Sky High, Aqua Lake, Green Hills, Gimmick Mountain, and Scrambled Egg Zone. Oh, and my God. Gim- gimmick Mountain? Yeah, not a, a great title. Really scraping the barrel on Sonic 2 on the Game Gear, aren't they? What did you notice about the fourth zone? Mm, no idea. I didn't listen well right. enough. I, I got a bit sh- stuck on Gimmick Mountain. They went, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What what are we going to call it? We've run out of imagination. What can it be? Well, it's full of gimmicks, isn't it? It's full of gimmicks. Let's just run with it. Let's just run with it. The fourth zone is called Green Hills Zone. And I think it's a bit strange oh, yeah. that that wasn't the first zone. Because it's, well, from what I remember, it's very similar to what Green Hill is like on Sonic 1. In Sonic 1, I should say. It's called in this, though, it's called Green Hills, plural. And I looked into why it was. Why is it not called Green Hill? Because it's very, very similar. And mm. it turns out that there is a heavy resemblance between Green Hills and Green Hill Zone. People have speculated that in the manual it is called green hill zone so the speculation that is actually just a typo in the actual game itself and it should actually be green hill zone okay 
Cool. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, it's interesting enough. There there was a typo in another game of Sonic that I played today, but I can't remember which one it is. So less interesting than your anecdote, I suppose. And the seventh zone, as I mentioned in my in the starter blurb, is called Crystal Egg Zone. This is one I don't remember ever playing through. Apparently, you have to have collected all five Chaos Emeralds and then got to Silver Sonic. Defeating him then gives you or it then gives you the sixth Chaos Emerald. And if you have met that criteria, you then move on to the seventh zone, Crystal Egg Zone. But I don't. I must not have ever collected all five Chaos Emeralds because I never accessed that zone. I'll be honest, I don't think I ever collected all the Chaos Emeralds ever. And I'd be interested to know what the stats are on players, especially kids, that actually did, uh, that actually managed that because it just seemed like a... I never understood why they tied the good stuff to such in like tangential content i did it a lot on sonic 2 and sonic 3 and sonic and knuckles because i played them an awful lot but um so and, and the bonus for that was supersonic and hypersonic etc so it was quite yeah. a quite a nice bonus whereas this is an extra level and because the game is so hard as well i just never did it yeah well yeah i don't i don't blame you i didn't ever do it uh, I'm going to hit you with a few facts then before we sort of wrap up. Hit me with your best shot. Mm, I, I feel like I'm hitting you with my worst shot repeatedly, to be honest. It yeah. was it was the first four megabit Game Gear cartridge. Right. Amazing. It was. This was quite a sobering fact. It was the best-selling Game Gear game ever, selling 400,000 copies. Yeah. Yeah, it had some problems, the Game Gear. Yeah, compared to the stats figures we've talked about a couple of weeks ago with Mario, uh, it, it really, really is not that many in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it, the, it wasn't the game that was at fault there, it was the console. And when your console's yeah. fundamentally flawed, you your games have just not really got much hope. So we can't, you can't, you can't nail it for, for that too hard, really, no. I don't think. It would be unfair. The version we're going to play is the Game Gear version because that's what I played. While it was released at the same time as the Master System version as being the same game, there were slight differences between the two games. For example, there was different music in a couple of zones between the two versions. Uh, in the Game Gear version, Power Sneakers, which are the shoes you get that make Sonic run really, really fast, they were taken out of the Game Gear version. I'm presuming that's because of the game maybe not then being able to, to cope with the Programming. speed of, yeah. of, 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 mm. of Sonic. However, between the coding of that and the manual being made, there was obviously not that message communicated because in the manual for the game, it does still mention that power sneakers are available. Jeez, that's a bit shonky. Yeah. The intro sequence is slightly different, but either way, it still has Tails being kidnapped by Robotnik. The main difference, which I've alluded to slightly, I've definitely mentioned it in a previous episode, is that because the game had to be scaled down in order to fit on the the game gear screen and i mean the actual what you see in the in the playing field because nothing else was scaled down you're playing the same game but your field of vision is severely restricted which then means the game is a lot harder because of that not because of any skill level or anything yeah well, um, what wasn't it they had warning signs or something in sonic one for that very reason yes that's yeah yeah well, they had like little yellow signs that yeah when, yeah yeah so i remember you bringing that up in the first one the big example that I remember, the most egregious example is, and I've definitely talked about this before as well, is the very first boss in the underground zone. The very first boss you encounter has these, is this, this robot squid or something in a pit, and then these balls roll down the pit and you have to try and dodge them. 
And in the mass system version, there is a pattern to how the balls roll down, i.e. one of them might be high and the next one's low, so you know to duck or to mm. jump, etc. In the Game Gear 1, this is randomised, so you, you have a very small area to dodge them within and eat, and they're also randomized and i remember spending so long trying to get past this boss it's the very first boss of the game yeah I, at the risk of I, I i'm not doing this on purpose but at the risk of um becoming unpopular with you the first boss of the game in sonic advance was actually i think a pretty good boss okay yeah he it was him it was eggman and he was in a little like truck, and the truck had a giant hammer, and the giant hammer would pendulum back and forth over over his head, and like whack in front of him, and then whack behind him. So you had to get in under the hammer, and then whack him on the on his head, while the hammer was arcing over you. And then when you got to the final hit, instead of it penduluming back and forth, it would hit in the floor in front of you lift him up in the air and then drop him down in front of the hammerhead and then come back round again. It was pretty cool. That does sound all right. Yeah. Not this with a robotic squid with balls that you really struggle to avoid and it's really, really hard. I remember there being a robotic squid in something. It must have been this game. I mean, in Sonic games. I remember the, like a, I remember a boss that, see, that, that's, that sounds like that I've played against. So I'm assuming that I'm remembering it from this game. Yeah, I, I suspect tonight we're not going to actually get past that boss. I don't think I will. I remember it being so, so hard, and I was a lot better at games when right. I was a, a nipper as well. Last couple of facts before we start, then. There is a level select cheat for this game that I've dug out while looking at my research for this, and I remember trying to do that, that level select cheat so much, and I could never perfect it. It was all about holding down a button, and then when Tails blinks, the intro screen letting go and pressing this, and I could never get the timings of it at all, which... I thought it would be the answer to actually getting progress in the game, i.e. getting past that first boss, and uh, could never do it. Ah, great. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Final fact is, we mentioned about the box art, what feels like a year ago for this game. The box art shows Sonic and Tails racing through a zone that's not in the game. It features <sighs> badniks that are not in the game, and obviously it features Tails racing alongside Sonic, which doesn't happen in the game as well. So that was uh, some, some good, some real good box art there. Yippee. <laughs> right, that's 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 now that uh, now that we're really shushed up and excited for Sonic 2, let's uh, <laughs> let's give it a go. Yay. That was Sonic 2 on the Game Gear. Sonic Poo. There we go. That, that's me. Yeah, that was utterly dreadful. Ah, oh, I thought you were going to redo your intro- introduction then, so I, I shut up. But yes, Sonic Poo. It was rubbish. I hated it. I was worse at it now than I was when I was a kid as well. It yeah. just felt really shit. Yeah, I had to resort to a YouTube video to uh, show me more of the game for reasons we'll come to in a few minutes and I distinctly remember the sixth zone scrambled egg zone I remember it very very clearly I have no idea how as a kid I managed to get that far because of how blooming difficult the game is well actually I reckon not not consistently difficult it's got these horrendous spikes in difficulty but even so Mm. I I still don't know how I got that far I reckon this is beneficiary of the thing of the situation that we've talked about 
being children playing games in the 90s before whereby we had to play the same game over and over we because we didn't have other games we often this did you i can't remember what you said you got this for was it your birthday your uncle took you with your birthday money yeah so i bought it with some some birthday money yeah so that's a major investment for yeah a child i mean i'd find it a major investment i think for as an adult if i went and spent my birthday money on on a game so thinking about it i believe it might actually be the first game i bought for myself rather than being bought it for crystal birthday like one where i've hmm. actually i've got this money i'm gonna buy this game with it so it maybe have yeah. that extra frisson with it as well yeah exactly all of that is extra pressure applied to i must play this game just to just to personalize this when my cousin brought his game gear to my nana's he only had this game. He only had this one game. So there was no, there was no like going. Oh, I don't like this. Let's play a different one because we only had that. We persevered. I definitely remember playing beyond where I got today because you were talking about the thunder and the lightning in the second act of. Uh, oh, by the way, I should say I got to the first boss in this. I failed literally ten times and was so disinterested, so turned off by the whole thing that I didn't bother trying to get past it. I decided to go and draw Sonic instead. I did an amazing job. It was brilliant. Um, but yeah, so so I gave up. But as a child, I clearly didn't. I persevered. We persevered, me and my cousin, because we played, as you said, we played past where we got. I, I have I have good memories of it. it like the the thunder, the sorry, the lightning level. I remember that being quite atmospheric. Mm. It seems on the YouTube video. I've not played yeah. it myself today, so I don't know. <laughs> no, but I don't have any intention or interest in playing it any further because it was not, by and large, it was a bad game. I'm going to put you up there, just go back to what you said about that first boss because of I, I went into this game knowing that that boss was going to be difficult and it really mm. was. I managed to defeat the boss on my ninth life. More, I think, through virtue of luck than any actual skill on my part. And we've talked numerous times before about games that do that where when something happens because of the game itself rather than you actually having any degree of skill isn't really that good. Yeah, it doesn't really go down very well in these circles, does it? No. And playing the boss brought back this rush of feelings that I didn't really enjoy. It, it you kept back... saying it was making you feel bad. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't think how to describe it. Just really negative feelings, like low-level anxiety yeah. because of how I knew the boss was going to be difficult. And, like, sadness and, you know, and, and the, the pressure of having to do it, like, trying to do it, building up as well. Like, all these feelings, like, I just... I, it wasn't a, an enjoyable experience. And doing the boss, I just... I felt this relief at having done it. Yeah, And I think that pressure was what I maybe put on myself as a kid as well. Like, I, I have to do this. I need to try and get some enjoyment out of this game. And that's not a healthy mindset to go into a game with either. So it, it just brought back all these feelings from 25 or so years ago came, came rushing back. And I, I didn't really enjoy them. Listening to you talk about it brings to mind Little Nemo in Dreamworld on the NES. Because like, I had the same response to that as a child. I didn't really like the game. But... I, again, it's another one of those that benefited from having put my own money into it because I'd bought that myself and needed to needed to justify the expense because otherwise it was pocket money burned. Yeah. 
but I didn't enjoy it. And then playing it as an adult, I had those same f- feelings flooding back, like you say. And it, it wasn't a fun experience going back. No. The thing that really hurt this experience was the uh, claustrophobic screen. Mm. And I don't remember it being quite as bad as this in the first entry on the Game Gear. I think here, especially because in that first level, that first series of acts, you had the lava underneath you that was spitting fireballs out. Just adds um, an extra degree of danger to things, especially when that happens and you, you can't actually you see, see it. it. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned it was just too. You were too hemmed in. You remembered while playing that the first one had a similar issue, and they programmed in signs to warn you of a drop, which I think is fair. This had nothing of that at all. A different developer, to be fair, but no. But you, I think that that was a sticky plaster over a problem that should have been solved in a different yeah. way. And I, I think the real the way to really solve that problem is to pull the screen right out and give people. Mm something to see but then what they would have lost there was detail in the character animation uh, in the character art and maybe they didn't want to do that or maybe there was some technical reason why they couldn't do that i really don't know but the game as it is shouldn't they it, it was it was hamstrung it's hamstrung yeah. it was very very frustrating to play it, it just made it added another element to it of it being not fun it was the reason that I died at least three of those ten or so lives uh, against that squid boss because you get rescued, you get you get grabbed out of the air as you're about to plunge into the lava by Robotnik, and he brings you to this baddie, this squid boss, and drops you on a on a gradient, and the camera's still panning down when you land. The camera's still panning down, and you're in control. And I was just because again like sonic is about going forward so i had my finger on the right right hand part of the d-pad and ran into the squid before i can even see the squid existed i did that i did that the first time i got to the boss and then a couple more times just by accident when i was getting frustrated and it, it it's just not it's just not on it's just not on no and uh, last point about this boss before we move on is the, these balls that are rolling down to, to the squid itself they're rolling down this quite steep gradient that you're on so to try and dodge them you've got to either jump if they're low or if they're going high you've got to try and run up the slope and try and judge where you're positioned as it's rolling towards you but the gradient is so steep that it's really difficult to get any traction and actually get up the slope it just everything about the boss stinks yeah i think that they're trying to force you into a position where instead of walking up the slope you feel like you have to jump up the slope which then puts you in direct conflict with the balls that are jump that are bouncing down so they, they're trying to up the jeopardy there I, I think that's the feeling that i get anyway and, and it just makes it a more frustrating experience yeah, than it completely than it is and you compare that with the, the first boss of sonic one on the mega drive is robotnik with that ball swinging left and right dead easy mm. the first boss of sonic 2 on the mega drive is robotnik in that car that literally just drives from left to right and at one point it fires its nose cone at you so you jump over it and that's it the first game on the game gear i think was also just this ball hanging down i think and even watching this long play as well the the bosses in subsequent levels some of them are so easy so straightforward so for this to be the first boss is 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 baffling yes it is and you actually said that the third boss the seal that you mentioned in the first half of the episode and uh, you you said that actually there's there's no way to actually die against that boss. So there's there's an element of 
that one maybe being a bit too too easy. So you've got it, this it, you've got this difficulty spike that's going up and it, it starts up really high and then it, it totally pla- it totally drops by the time you get to the third act. It I seems think the, like a strange choice. I think the third boss it was possible to get hurt by it, but it was so signposted that it would be just really bad luck, I think, or bad uh, judgment on the player's half to actually get hurt by it. Um, so it is possible. However, it is so so easy in comparison to this first one. It's a funny. It's a funny old game. It is my uh, so in the spirit of being positive about things, the music that I got to experience, I kind of thought was all right. Mm. Yeah, I liked. I liked the intro. It had a little cutscene, and the music was quite nippy and suggested speed the way that you'd expect from a Sonic game. I, I think that is, out of the mire that is this game, that is the vine that might allow you to pull yourself out, you know? I think as as well, another big positive is how speedy it is to get through the, the axe as well. The, the first act, I managed to clear it when I was retrying to go back to the boss the second time. I got through it in just over 30 seconds, and the second act I completed in 41 seconds. So you, you can yeah. get back to that boss really quickly and get through all the other acts quite quickly as well, which I think is, is really good. Yeah. At the same time, the levels being so short makes them a little bit slight it makes them easy to easy to miss like because actually yeah. again i suppose if we're talking positives this game feels quite fast in comparison to the mega drive entries of, of sonic this game feels like it builds up momentum quite quickly and then keeps you there especially the, this first pair of acts where you are riding those minecarts those minecarts yeah. it's always forward it's always fast so that's that's a good thing but you then the you then the levels pass you by so quickly and so easily to be honest that there's not really much to remember about them they don't really imprint themselves on your mind they are quite bland as levels as well you you always have the background of the underground is just it's it's a series of brown mountains with the peak of the mountains being right at the top of the screen therefore the vast majority of the background is just plain brown with a few little details here and there which again yeah, you actually have isn't to... very nice yeah, you actually have to jump to be able to see any kind of like you have to jump as high as you can to be able to see the top of the mountains. The rest, the the whole background is, as you say, it's just a brown. It's just brown. So I, I don't really understand why they've done that, especially when you think how lush some of the backgrounds on the Mega Drive are, and they had those painted mountain tops at the top of that of that background. So why not just drop everything down a little bit so you get to see those a little bit more. It's a strange choice. Just cross my mind on a complete tangent, going back to that boss again, I guess. You fall down this massive pit that's got lava at the bottom and Robotnik saves you to, to make you face yeah. off against that Why? horrible... Why does he save you? Why does he not let you tumble to your no, death? No. That's surely his... Well, that was my first question when it happened. It's like, what's going... Why is he doing that? I thought it was more of rhetorical. Like, why? Why is... Why? Oh, right. Okay. No, it was literally... Hang on, why is Robotnik saving me? Yeah. I didn't understand. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to do what I was doing through the first half of this episode and drop in a little bit of Sonic Advance. Because I did. I did for it to you, didn't I? I I insisted that you have a little poodle around on that game. And poodle I did. Sonic Advance, by contrast, by stark contrast was really fun. Yeah. 
It is, isn't it? And it's it looks fast. really nice. Played really well. It was very fast. Lovely animations. Uh, move set was really good. Sonic could go through different things. Like he, he did this amazing forward roll and jump out of it, which I thought was amazing. Zones were interesting. The bosses were fun. The first boss in this was a lot more accessible. Uh, yeah, just uh, the, a really, really good boss, Sonic game. Yeah, that boss, that first boss, the one we, it's the one that I described in the first half of the episode where they, he's got a hammer and it seesaws backwards and yeah. uh, back and forth and then he's just like this weird jump on the hammer. Um, I think that's a, one of the best Sonic bosses that I've come up against. I think it, it stands out. It's memorable. And actually the, the D, Actually, it's New Green Hill Zone, isn't it? That's the Neo first Green act Hill you zone. said. Ne- Neo Green Hill Zone. And it kind of reminded me, because you end on what looks like the Golden Gate Bridge. It's sort of like a San Francisco Bay in the background, and you've got the light twinkling off the um, off the wind, off the wind, off the water. It's just very, it's a very pretty game, given mm. that it's, it's on the Game Boy Advance. Obviously, there there is a, decade or so but well not quite a decade but there are some years between the game gear and the and the game boy advance so some some uh advantages there for it but it it genuinely i think might be one of the better entries like up, up there i mean up there with the sonic 2s and the sonic 3s or the sonic maybe even sonic mania so i don't know sonic advance might be yeah might be where it's at yeah, definitely. And I wanted, because what I didn't want, I, I know it doesn't seem like I I wanted this, but what I didn't want was for us to end up finishing up with Sonic on a down note. Because <laughs> yeah, that was where this, we were heading, really, wasn't it? Yeah, in this battle month, it's, uh, I think I've maybe chosen erroneously in retrospect. Well, I don't know. It's hard to It's hard to choose a good Sonic game, so... You know, you've got you you working you're working against that, but um, yeah, it, it just felt like if we were if we were gonna do right by him, right by the character, we needed to. I I felt I just felt it was right to try and find some way to look at to turn a negative into a positive. That's what I was trying to do, and the only way I could do that was by showing you that making you play Sonic Advance. That's a good move, so thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We, we'll probably cover it at some point in the future on a on a future episode because it, I do remember playing that and enjoying it quite a lot. Yeah, it, was, it certainly brought me out of the funk that Sonic Two had uh, induced in me. Mm, good, 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 right, good. J- just to wrap up, then, if anyone is feeling masochistic and is interested in trying Sonic Two after our drubbing of it. Uh, the Game Gear version was available as an unlockable bonus in Sonic Adventure DX in 2003. It was released on the Sonic Gems collection in 2005 and on the 3DS eShop in June 2013. As I said in the first half, the Master System version only ever became available on the Wii Virtual Console worldwide. And I imagine that lots of people listening know what kind of happened with Sonic after this. This game, as I said, was 1992. In 93, there was Sonic Chaos on the Game Gear and probably more pertinently Sonic CD which is considered as being one of the the better Sonic games it really is Sonic CD is brilliant at least in in my memory of it is and then 1994 saw Sonic 3 being released as well Mm. I honestly can't remember much about Sonic CD I remember the anime opening and that was all right yeah 
so that'll be interesting when it when we eventually come around to Sonic CD. I played Sonic CD way late, like only about ten years ago, maybe. So I I played it uh, a lot later as well uh, because I didn't have a Mega CD, as indeed the vast majority of the world didn't. I ended up playing it when it ported to PC in the late nineties and played it through mm. that. And one thing I also remember enjoying is using File Explorer to look on the CD-ROM, because on the CD-ROM there were loads and loads and loads of random Sonic wallpapers and, and things, and just trying through mm. this, this treasure trove of artwork that was on the CD, uh, not actually used in the game, but just was included on the CD-ROM for some reason. I, I remember yeah, it, that being really fun. Yeah, I, I remember not that specifically, but I do I do remember quite enjoying going through uh, CD-ROMs for, for various different games and finding the textures and things like that. Yeah. And now now it's all on lockdown, isn't it? You can't really get to those files anymore. They've they've sort of hidden them inside some kind of like archive or something so yeah. that then gets accessed in some obscure way. Whereas in the olden days, it was all just there for you to see. And yeah, I, I quite... I'm sure there were things that I found that I actually did set as backgrounds, even if they weren't mm. supposed to be backgrounds. You know? I think that's what I did with Sonic so, CD, is I used some of them as backgrounds. Yeah, it sounds... Did they actually include wallpapers on the CD for you to find? Is that what was going I, on, or was it... I don't know if they were intended as wallpapers, but it, it was just really high-quality art of Sonic and Tails, even though it doesn't appear in Sonic CD, just mm. this lovely artwork. And it was very high-quality, so therefore I was able to use it as wallpapers. Right, okay. Just to come back to uh, where where you might find <laughs> where you might find Sonic 2 on the Game Gear, um, you can... I, I would recommend, if you are going to explore Sonic, if, you, if you're new to it, or if you haven't played it for a long time, or if you just want a good way into sonic sonic mega and sonic gems collections they are probably the best presentation of this series that you're going to get and you can get them you can get them on the playstation 2 the gamecube probably on the xbox as well although i haven't checked and i i what i have done while we've been chatting while you were just giving that rundown is have a little look on ebay what they're selling for and you can pick up sonic gems for three quid oh wow so yeah, and that's that's then that has got Sonic. It's got all the Game Gear games, I think, on it. All the Sonic that's Game Gear games. Sonic Mega Collection was the first one that had the the main Mega Drive ones and a few other bits and bobs as well. And the Gems Collection was the odds and ends. So a lot of the Game Gear mm. titles, a few of the Sonic Fighters, which is an arcade yeah. game. Yeah, and then it was this the the Game Gear Fair. I think there are about four or five Game Gear games on on the Gems collection. There was a lot. Then on there that. was Sonic R, which is a racing game. I don't know if that was included on Sonic Gems collection. Is, I, think, is that... I think it was. Let me right instead of us trying to remember. Let's uh, sounds... let's grab a list because the other like a thing. Good idea. The other thing that I think I remember is that there were things. There were extra extras like um, you could play non-sonic games if you if you did certain yeah. things on the gems yeah, collection right. you could unlock other games but i can't remember what they were what were they just while you're loading that up as well i was reading yesterday actually that we were talking about sonic mega collection sonic gems collections sake of re-releasing these there's currently in development 
for the Switch a collection called the Sonic Origins Collection, which is basically the Sonic Mega Collection, just all the Mega Drive 1s plus Sonic CD in one package. Okay. I mean, that's an interesting thing. Whether it, again, though, whether it will come up to the standards that I think were delivered in Mega Collection and and Jebs. I'm talking as a non-Sonic fan and and someone that's persevered and tried to really try to engage with the series because I've got... I've got Mega Collection, I've got Gems Collection on the GameCube. I've still got my copies upstairs. And the way they packaged these up and the the way they presented them, it was just top notch. It, it yeah. really was. I can't I can't fault what they did. The list is Sonic CD, Sonic the Fighters, Sonic R, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Game Gear, Sonic Triple Trouble, the, the rest of these are for the Game Gear, uh, Sonic Triple Trouble, Sonic Spinball, Sonic Drift 2, Tails Sky Patrol, Tales Adventure. So that's all the main Sonic games that you can you can play. But then you can unlock Vectorman and Vectorman 2. Apparently, I don't remember this, but Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 2 and Streets of Rage 3. I didn't even remember that. Maybe I didn't do that. But um the the last one on there is Bonanza Bros. Have you ever heard of Bonanza Bros? No, so my so. only experience of Bonanza Bros is the cover. Because we used to go and stay with my great auntie in Hull um, every summer when we were kids. And one of our, I think he was our cousin, he had Bonanza Bros for the Mega Drive. And it's got like these little Lego style men. They've got yellow skin in the game. And and it looked, they look like Lego. If you if you searched up the cover, they, they look like these little Lego men. Uh, and I always, always wanted to play it, but we never ended up playing it. <laughs> I have subsequently played it. And it is actually quite an interesting little uh, sort of side-scrolling shooting game where you can take cover by moving into the into the background and then moving back into the foreground to move forward okay. and shooting people and stuff. It, it's pretty cool. So I to, I didn't realise that was on there either. So you get an absolute glut of of treats, I think, there's especially some, if you like Sonic. There's some really good games on there and the Sonic too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bonanza Bros is probably... I mean, Streets of Rage. If Streets of Rage is on there, it's worth buying three quid to buy all three Streets of Rages. You'd have to unlock them by playing Sonic. So, you know, there are downsides, but, you know, Sonic CD's on there as well. So there you go. Yeah, great, great. That's uh, that's what I would recommend. I would recommend Mega Collection and Gems Collection. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, remember to come and join us on all the social medias. And if you haven't already, like, share, rate, review, etc. Please. Yes, please. That would be lovely. Thank you ever so much for listening. Apologies for my, my, my massively grumpy opener. It's just the prospect of playing another Sonic, really. It could have been could have been any Sonic, and I would have been sad like that. So um, it'll be better next week. I've got an absolute stonker next week for you, Chris, Great. and you're going to love it. You're going to really Great. enjoy yourself. Good. Sounds exciting. Good. I'm glad. Right. See you next I'll week. See you later. Bye.